You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code Vox MMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. Yes, the matchmaking crowns are back on after a rare week off for the UFC. They return to Brazil for the second time in 2023, this time in Sao Paulo. We had Jelton Almeida pick up a dominant win over Derek Lewis. One that left a lot of people scratching their heads, some back and forth. People chose sides. Based on this performance, we'll talk about what could be next for one Jelton Almeida and some of the other tastemakers from this card. But I am Mike Heck, and joining me as always on this all-new episode of the program, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the Prince of Positivity, and he's my best friend, gosh darn it. He is the incomparable Alexander Kaylee, AK. How we doing, my man? You know, Mike, I've seen some people complaining on YouTube about when we talk about being best friends all the time. They're saying, oh, they don't like when I say we're best friends because we're best friends. But let me tell you something, my best friend. You're my best friend. And nothing <laughs> these people say is going to change that, my best friend. So I just want you to know that. Jelton uh, Almeida train. Chugging along, my friend. Chugging along without any problems. I cannot wait to matchmake for him and for the rest of this card. Uh, a mostly enjoyable UFC Sao Paulo card. Did not, did not regret watching it. You know, you, we always talk about how it's our job to watch it, but we still have moments where, like, it's our job and we're kind of rolling our eyes and struggling to get through a card. This, to me, was a pretty brisk watch, except for uh, except for the main event, which it, it dragged a little bit. It maybe wasn't the most high-paced, um, exciting bout that we've seen uh, to close out a show. Yes, I think both heavyweight bouts left a lot to be desired. Uh, two more rounds for... Nascimento, Dontel Mays. I demand it. I need it. I need to see it. At least two more rounds. Maybe we get a, a, an apexy main event out of those two gentlemen. But let's get into this, AK. Let's begin with Jailton Almeida. The train continues to roll along. Now, he has come out like a freight train going at the speed of light. This was more of like a choo-choo train. This is more like Thomas and friends. Just gingerly strolling along the tracks very slowly and methodically getting from stop to stop. This is not a train you take if you need to get somewhere very fast. It was a marathon, not a sprint for one Jelton Almeida, but he won, dominates Derek Lewis. This fight was not really all that competitive at any point in this fight. And no matter what you say about the performance, it wasn't aesthetically pleasing. It's not one we're ever going to go back and watch again. But the man checked off the most important box, and that was a victory. So, AK. He was supposed to fight Curtis Blades. He called out Cyril Gan after this victory. He told our own Guillermo Cruz that's exactly what he was going to do. Is that the fight you're booking? 
Are you going a different direction? Where are we going with one JL Tan Almeida? Man, I yeah, I said I I people who saw the post fight show know I know I did what I could to defend Jalton's performance. Um, but yeah, I still stand by it. I still stand by it. I know where you know we can be a bit taky in the media, but this is a take that I think will uh, my take defending sort of you know if you wanted to score the fight fifty forty or whatever, or say he dominated but you know didn't didn't finish and that's fine. Um, I think that take will age well because. This is the, you know, this is the what have you done for me lately business. All sports are, all sports are, but I think MMA maybe even more so than others. Because this man was a berserker up until this fight. And now suddenly I see people saying he's a lay and pray artist. And, um, and, and, and that's his fault. He, he now bears, th- this is the consequences of winning a fight this way is uh, you're going to have people saying that. Maybe they haven't seen you fought before, or maybe again, they just kind of are judging you by your latest, uh, your latest outing. And that's, this is the price that Jelton pays. Is it fair? It's not fair. But if he had finished Derek Lewis, we wouldn't even be talking about it. So it, it was in, you know, it was in his hands. Um, but again, uh, people have been in boring fights before. Derek Lewis, Francis Ngannou. I was just thinking about Rose and Carla today, and people still think Rose is great. Uh, that would probably hurt her reputation. But John Jones and Ovin St. People years ago, people don't remember this fight. Terrible outing for John Jones. He's doing all right. Um, but yes, yeah, so all of that is to say, I think we just need to see the Curtis Blades fight. I think midway through... Uh, uh, whatever uh, mounts number seven of uh, the uh, of Sao Paulo main event, I was like, I really need to know if he could do this to Curtis Blades because I doubt it. If he can, that would be super impressive. Um, but this is the fight that we were supposed to see. It was a, a great booking by the UFC matchmakers to test um, if Almeida is the real deal, and instead we got something that kind of muddied the waters. Uh, so yeah, let's just not overthink. Let's 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 do Justin Almeida and Curtis Blades as soon as uh, Blades is healthy, please. Yeah. And look, the 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 pre-fight approach of one Jelton Almeida saying, look, once I win this fight, I'm going to leapfrog Curtis Blades and I'm going to go call Zero Gone. I was like, okay, because if like if he wins this fight and according to the betting odds and sort of how I felt about it, when he wins this fight, he's just going to go run over Derek Lewis in like seven minutes and call it a day. Maybe he takes a big punch and Faces a little bit of adversity. I was hoping to possibly see that, but we didn't even see that in this fight. So yeah, I'm with you. This this isn't even a friends forever. This is just what he gets. He gets the tougher fight. He gets the fight he was supposed to get. Now, had he gone out and finished Derek Lewis, I actually think the UFC would have tried to put that Cyril Gaon fight together, which if I'm Cyril Gaon, I ain't touching that fight with the 10-foot pole, but he's kind of in a position where he doesn't really have a choice because he's Cyril Gaon's already mucked his own waters in a lot of respects by how his attitude was after beating Sergey Spivak. Oh no, if I don't fight for the belt, I ain't fighting anybody essentially, which is just a terrible take and a terrible attitude, especially with how murky this division is right now. Wondering whether or not John's going to fight again, John Jones or Stipe or any of these guys. So I don't know. I think maybe if you're Cyril Gunn, you may, maybe you just take a shot at Jelton. Maybe you take a shot. Maybe you took something away here. Maybe you feel like you could do some damage or feel like if you get taken down, you're not going to take any damage, kind of like what Derek Lewis did. So I don't know, but I feel like Blades is really the only fight to make here. I don't think he gained a whole lot here other than a second paycheck, and I just think the train didn't actually really leave the station here. It just stays exactly where it is. The journey can't continue, but he didn't go backwards. So I guess that's something. Yeah, I- I'm still the belief that he's one of the top uh, – Chelsea made a – is one of the top five heavyweights in the world. I would still put him up there with, I would love to see him fight Aspinall, Pavlovich, John Jones, Silicon, all those guys, whatever, Stipe, that's not going to happen. I'd be love to see all these fights. But if you're the UFC, that's a tough sell after Saturday. That's that's really the main problem, is he will, he is now remembered as the guy who did like a weird 25-minute live, sweaty jujitsu clinic with um, Derek Lewis. And I, again, I can't say enough, is that, is that it's not fair, but that's the reality of it. That is the reality of the situation. This is, uh, this was a pretty big spot again, not his first main event, but you know, his first main event against probably, you know, the, the biggest name you could say, uh, Jarzinho is like a better fighter than Derek Lewis, maybe, but Derek Lewis is clearly the more famous fighter. So this was the more, most famous opponent that Almeida fought probably had the most eyeballs on him ever. And, uh, a lot of those eyeballs were, were, were nodding off. We're, we're struggling to stay open during this fight. And that's a bad sign. If uh, you're trying to deer the UFC too. Yes, Jelson Almeida, by the way, uh, landed just 38 strikes in this fight. Did five you see? rounds. 
Did you see Ben Davis's choke tweet before? He's like, uh, this is way before, like an out, way before the fight. Uh, it was like, an, I think before the show even started. And it was like, if Jel- if, Jel- if Jelton Almeida lands 3,398 strikes oh, yes. or something <laughs> against, against Derek Lewis, uh, he'll become number one in like strikes, significant strikes landed. And obviously it's just a throwaway gag. I don't think he was predicting it to be a boring fight, but the tweet suddenly became like even funnier later, uh, given how that fight, how the fight played out. Yes, 38, 38 significant strikes. Derek Lewis landed 20, which is... 10 times more than the significant strikes Almeida has absorbed in his previous five UFC fights. Really? They lost 20? Yeah, some of, those, some of those shots that, that uh, Derek Lewis landed were, did look a little, a little dangerous. I, can't, like, I didn't think a lot of them were significant, but 20, that's a lot. And, and it, it is disappointing. Like 38 significant strikes when you have that much top control. That's pretty crazy. So less than, less than 10. This is amazing on math I'm doing here. Less than 10 per, per round. Yeah. But He got credit for 120 dang. total, but... Only 38 of those are significant. Yeah, which I agree with. Because I don't think you count. Like, he's kind of, like, hammer-fisting his body. Like, he's hammer-fisting his body because Mark Goddard is, like, yelling at him. I'm like, okay. That, he, he doesn't even want to be doing this. He's just, he's like, he's just <laughs> trying to keep it on the ground. Yeah, He's like, I, oh, I, I'm, come I on, man. <laughs> okay, Derek, I'm hitting him. I'm hitting him. I'm the only strikes Derek Lewis landed were, like, the Happy Gilmore strikes. <laughs> where he just kind of got on top of, it was just going like this. You can't see me, but I'm just basically just like swinging my arms like I'm Popeye the Sailor Man right now. Yeah. That's that. Those are the strikes he's landing in some elbows, but yeah, we'll see. But yes, Almeida Blades is the fight we need to see. But let's move on. Derek Lewis, we're not going to really match make for him. No. Can we just do the Jarzinho fight for the love of God? Like, I feel like we've said this for four, <laughs> for three years now. Let's just do that fight and just have, let's just do it. What are we waiting for? Golly. It's time, AK. I see. I saw a lot. Of, we'll get to this later. I saw a lot of people calling for rematches so that makes sense too. I'm, again, I'm a little surprised. He's only had. Has he had a rematch in the UFC? I don't think so. That's wild. Given to how long he's been around, you think he would have fought? I guess most of his fights end in finishes, so they don't feel inclined to run those back. Like it's not like there's a lot of controversy, though. He has had a couple of stoppages that he disagreed with. And I think fans disagreed with. So I love the Rosenstrike matchup, but it feels like there has to be some sort of rematch in the cards i don't know i don't know we'll see but yeah he's got he's got options the loss does almost nothing to his stock at all not nothing at all and as you saw in the featured bout heavyweight is a thriving division with surging up and comers so Derek lewis has got to stay busy let's go to nicholas dalby ak this guy just the man goes out there has a tough first round against gabriel bonfim and then just turns on the juice Brazilian beast, Nicholas Dalby, going in there, finishing Gabriel Bonfim, handing the man his first loss, just grinds it out. He's got the bloody face, just loving life, and then cuts a great promo, putting the Brazilian crowd over. Maybe maybe the nicest guy when the fight's not happening in the entire sport. What a performance from Nicholas Dalby. So here's what we're going to do here, AK, because there was one fight that happened earlier on this card where I even DM'd you one of my old picks. I said, hey, Renat Fakhrtinov is about to fight Joaquin Buckley. I hope Joaquin Buckley's paying attention here because this is his future. And then Renat Fakhrtinov is like, you know what? There's vibes in the air where we're just going to go out and have a good time tonight. We're not going to go out and try to hurt people. We're just going to go in and have fun and smile and hug and high five people. So he ends up getting caught and that fight ends up in a draw. So because of that, Mr. Fakhrdinov loses the opportunity to fight one Joaquin Buckley, perhaps, in an Apex main event, which is what Buckley called for. And instead, congratulations, Nicholas Dalby. Now you get to fight Joaquin Buckley in your next fight after this incredible performance. And I feel like we could still get some of those questions answered in regards to how good Joaquin Buckley is. I think Dalby deserves a big fight. I think Buckley's a guy a lot of people know. Let's do it. Let's get those guys in there. Definitely a main card fight. Let's, I, I, that's what I'm going with. Congratulations, Nicholas. You get the Joaquin Buckley fight. I like it. I like it. Uh, very friend, fan-friendly fight. Very good. I think... I don't know if I have... <clears throat> excuse me, guys. Sorry. I don't know if I have Buckley ranked ahead of Dalby. Let me take a quick glance at rankings. I'm pretty sure I don't. I think Dalby would be ahead of him. Um, they're clo- Oh, they're, I have them right next to each other. Wow. Like, how do you do it? I don't know. How do you do it? I have Dalvi at 21, Joaquin Buckley at 22. Um, 
yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense for both guys. Uh, great. It's a great fight. Uh, it kind of... I, I mean, Buckley hasn't looked bad going the distance, but I, I do think it is one of those fights where you're you're kind of, you know, gripping the edge of your seat for a possible Buckley finish in the first uh, half of the fight. And then as it progresses, you're gripping extra hard once Dolby sort of starts turning it on, uh, as he tends to do in these fights. So yeah, great logical matchmaking. Um, I want to make a definitive move up the rankings. I want to give him as someone who I have in my top 15. Not sure he's in the MA Fighting um, Global Rankings top 15 at the moment, or the UFC's. Let's go with former UFC lightweight champion Rafael Dos Anjos, sort of keeping the Brazil killer uh, theme going. Two veterans. I think they, they would be such a place two nice guys, such a classy fight. Um, and uh, Davi's got this weird thing. He doesn't lose to Brazilians. And Rafael Dos Anjos is, is still one of the best out there. If Davi beats him, he might definitively have a number next to his name for the first time. I don't think he's even been in the UFC's rankings. Pretty sure. I don't think he's made their top 15. And he's been hanging around for a while. Um, he might receive votes uh, in our rankings come the next cycle. And if you beat someone like Dos Anjos, I think you have to give him a top 15 spot. So, Mike, you mentioned that it's, it's uh, he was very nice to the Brazil crowd. It's easy to be nice to a crowd when you own their country. So <laughs> I don't think it's very hard for Tom. He's not. A, he's like, yeah, I beat, I beat all your guys' asses. Why wouldn't I be nice to you? So uh, RDA, you may have to uh, RDA have to step in and humble this guy a bit. But um, no, they're both full swell characters. Yeah, I like that fight. It's a good pick right there. We were going back to the heavyweight division. The rematch the world had been waiting for. Rodrigo Nascimento versus Dante Mace 2. And what do you know who won the pony, AK? Rodrigo Nascimento improves to 2-0 and against Dante Mace. Who knows, AK? Maybe... Maybe some uh, some controversial decision action here. Maybe someone's screaming robbery out there. Who knows? Maybe November 2026... We get the trilogy fight, or maybe we, they just run it back right now, and these two could be tied together. We can have the first best of seven series in the history of the UFC. AK, is that where we're going here? Nascimento Mace three after this performance. What are we doing? <laughs> like I like a good troll as much as the next person. I like a good <laughs> meme as much as the next person. Uh, we don't have to. I still can't believe. Like we should have just said, could we? We we we. You and I should have made an executive ought no decision and just said, let's do Angela Hill instead. She deserves to be an, a mandatory pick. I don't know if she's your wild card pick, uh, but she deserves to get a, a, some sort of chatter on the show after putting out a great performance against Nisi Gomez. Instead, we're talking about this completely unnecessary, not not entertaining uh, rematch between Nascimento and Mays. It was fine. It was a three round. It was a, a well fought three round heavyweight fight. Not something we'll be talking about at the end of the year by any means. Um, and it sounds so weird to say, like Nascimento now three fight win streak, four and one in the UFC, plus a no contest. I think he won the no contest when he was overturned. So whatever, four, four and one, five and one, whatever you want to call it. And it feels like he deserves a bigger opponent now. But two of those wins are Dante Mays. So how much for like how much credit do you give this four and one? Uh, I went up. I went just slightly ahead of the rankings. Alexander Romanov, you know, been a little bit disappointing recently, but. Uh, is is I think a top fifteen heavyweight in the UFC. So throw them in there together, and Nascimento can maybe take that spot, or Romanov with a you know dominant performance can kind of gain some of that shine that he he had uh, earlier on. I'm not even queuing up the band because this is literally the only fight to make. Nothing no, we else should queue up. No, you want to queue up the band? I, I think this is friends forever. Where I don't think it's a, there's other like who? Uh, there's like twenty seven uh, heavyweights. <laughs> Marcin Tabora, uh now I'm going real now I'm going like top up twelve eleven, top ten. Tied to have, yeah, he just hasn't earned a top ten fight. I just don't but he could get it. I, I just feel like I, I feel like just the idea of them booking this rematch, like is forcing people to punish Nasimento and having him fight <laughs> Romanov. You're like, all right, enough of this. Go fight this crazy dude. Uh all right, well let's keep the band. Three, right. two, one. Friends, Friends forever. forever. Yes, it's it's Ramadoff and Okay. Let's move on with our lives. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. 
and new customers to DraftKings can bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Let's move on to the most egregious thing that was said into a live microphone on Saturday. It came from Caio Baraglio. It came from a fun guy. Like, look, I like Caio Baraglio. He's a nice guy. He's got a good personality. He's very upbeat. He's positive. Dude's winning fights. He's 5-0. and oh. I have to say about... For the first 11 minutes of his fight with Abus Magomedov, I went right back to what I thought of about Kyle Baraglio after like his first two UFC fights. This guy has a very good chance of fighting Armin Petrosian down the line for the middleweighty middleweight title. Like That is a future middleweighty middleweight championship main event. Baraglio turned it on a little bit, got a little, got a little physical, hurt Abus, almost got him out of there, couldn't quite do it. And then... Big smile on his face, crowd's cheering for him, gets the microphone, and then just crickets, crickets. Calls out Drickus Duplessis, of all people, the number one contender at 185 pounds. The unranked Kyle Baraglio calls out the number one contender for the middleweight title after a somewhat contentious decision win over a boost Magomedov. This was just a bad call out. I'm sorry, Kyle. I like you, buddy. I do. This is a bad call out. Now, there are some people in our Slack channel. We bring this up from time to time. We're like, ah, it doesn't really matter. The UFC doesn't book fights based on call outs. First of all, it's not true. It's just not true. We need... This helps. So when they do video packages for the fight, oh, what's the genesis of this fight and this rivalry? It's this moment when he called out Drinkus Duplessis. Now, nine years down the line, when they've actually booked Kyle Baraglio versus Drinkus Duplessis, we could go back all the way to 2023, where this all began. And then when they fight for the middleweight title in 2032, now we know where the genesis of the rivalry comes from. But this is just a waste. This is just a waste of a call out. This is a waste of microphone time. You could have called out anybody in the top 15. You could have called out anybody else just outside of the top 15. There are guys who are in the same position you are, who are undefeated coming up in the UFC, who are way more over than you are right now. How about trying to take some of their shine? But instead, you call it the number one contender for the middleweight title? Oh, Kayo, do better. Look at where Bilal Muhammad is right now, man. Look at what Bilal is doing right now. He's just anxiously waiting for the phone to ring, yet will probably answer it and... The words, hey, you're about to fight for the welterweight title are probably not the words he's going to hear because Bilal made so many missteps with a live microphone and then realized it after the fact. Kyle, come on, man. There's better guys out there. And instead, after this performance, Kyle, I was going to give you a rank guy. Now I'm not. Now you're not getting a rank guy. You're getting punished. You're getting punished. But it's a fight that I really kind of want to see. And if you win this fight, Kyle... If you call it Drickus Duplessis again, I'm just banning you from the show altogether. So, the fight we are making, two surging middleweights, AK, Kyle Baraglio versus the surging Jun Young Park. Next fight. Let's go. Uh, Jun Young Park is a great pick. Uh, we've, we've, we've broken his name out a bunch of times. I don't know if we've ever actually nailed down one of his matchups. Uh, Quality rant, by the way, Michael. So I gotta say, quality rant. I know you have been, you've been honing this since last night, since uh, like a like comedian honing his material. You were very upset about it in our Slack. You brought it up in the post fight show, and I think you've refined your uh, criticism of the 
Kaya Bahayo Kala to a to a fine art, and I I am very impressed. With this, uh, I wanted to like as you were talking, I'm like thinking, I'm like, how can I? I'm trying to. I want to play devil's advocate. I want to defend what Kaya did, but uh, even I can agree. You 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 need timing is important, and people have pointed out like, okay, how much do these calls necessarily matter? And like you know. You know, uh, like, you know, for every one Ian Machado Gary who seems to be able to manifest matchups, whatever, there's, again, maybe a dozen other uh, Bilal Muhammad's and what have you. Um, so, I, like I said, I, I'm always like, go for it. Go for it. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it might not hurt you. Um, but there's so much more he could have done with this. And I think the UFC likes him, too. I think that's the other thing that's, that that's bothers us is the UFC has clearly has an eye on him. They have given him um, good, you know, co-main event spots on Apex cars and things like that. He was they liked him off the contender series. I think that he, with the right suggestion, they will go along with him. And this, you know, Drickus Duplicy just wasn't it. Um, so the only real way I can defend it is say it's a, it's a, you know, aim for the moon and you'll land in the shoot, shoot for the moon and you'll land in the stars type thing. But uh, as we've seen, that doesn't always that's not always the result of these kinds of call-outs. Uh, Mike, I went with a matchup to give another to give another matchup stakes. I don't know if you've seen the November eighteenth Apex card, Mike, headlined by Brendan Allen and Paul Craig. It's not great. Oh yeah, Th- that graphic was uh, was rough. <laughs> I got something else with respect to all those fighters competing on the main card. It's I like the main event, Brendan Allen, Paul Craig, great fight. Happy about it. It does feel, again, kind of a shaky main event. It does feel like something you would more put on a co-main with a slightly more notable fight. But Brendan Allen's streaking at middleweight. Paul Craig has looked good. It's dropping down. So, you know, nothing wrong with it. But let's give it some real stakes, Mike. Let's make that the Kayo Bahalio sweepstakes. And let's have the winner of that fight. Uh, let's have Kayo take on the winner of that fight. Kayo, I agree. He probably should get a number next to his name. I don't know if when they update the rankings this Tuesday, maybe he'll sneak in at 15 in the UFC's official rankings. Um, they have Anthony Fluffy Hernandez at 15, Chris Curtis at 14. So maybe to reward him, he is 5-0 and now in the UFC. He'll sneak him into one of those spots. I'm not convinced. I'm not fully convinced. Uh, and if they don't, then he should target Craig or Allen, who, both who are ranked. Um, that would have been the right call-out, actually. He, now, that I, now that I'm saying it, I just wish he had said this on air, because he definitely health permitting would have gotten the winner of that fight it just makes a lot of sense now um he's kind of put himself in limbo but thankfully i don't care about that stuff and i'm i'm using my crystal ball here and saying that it'll still shake out here's a message to everybody listening to this program right now because i know what you're thinking you're probably yelling at your speakers right now you're ready to to just razz me and i get it i get it because i was lazy. I didn't do my research. I didn't do my homework. And it isn't often that this happens on this program. But I just dropped a big pile of stinking, steaming doo-doo on all of you. Because Jun Young Park is booked already. He's fighting <gasps> Andre Muniz on December 9th in Shanghai. I did, I did not know this. I also did not know this. <laughs> uh, the man with four wins in a row. John Young Park has won seven of eight. Golly, can we just cancel this fight and do the Baralia fight? I'd rather see that. So, yeah, that's just a that's just a bad pick by me. I'm I'm very upset with myself. I'm very upset. But I, I don't know what to I do here. I don't self, know what... the self policing though. I think, and I think that you're you're tra- you're a transparent. You're transparent, and so people I need appreciate a new pick. it. Uh, look, I my first thought was like, let's just rebook the Rudzabov fight. Because I actually really want to see that fight. Because I'm very high on Nersalt and Rudzaboff. I think he's... Dude's dangerous. I I think I'm just going to kind of, by proxy, just go right back to that. I don't know why Rudzaboff had to pull out of the fight. But I don't know if it's like a travel thing or whatnot. But I kind of want to see it. Like, I'll get some questions answered by, from Kayo if he wins that fight. The thing with Kayo is, like... He's you could the UFC definitely likes him. There's no doubt about it. He's and again, he's a positive dude. Like he's a marketable guy. Not the most thrilling fighter. And on top of that, of all the up and comers right now, he might be like the sixth most interesting one to me. Because Ikramal Skarov might be Ikramal Skarov might be the fifth best middleweight in the world right now, and he's not even ranked. Joe Pfeiffer, I think, is ahead of him. I think 
Shara Magomedov is more interesting right now as an up-and-comer than Kayo is. I think Michelle Pereira is a guy who could be a little bit higher. That's a good one. Maybe I'll go with that. Let's do Kayo versus Michelle Pereira. Love that idea. Andre, uh, Anthony Hernandez. Even Armin Petrosian. There's so many. There's so many, but yeah, I'll go with Michelle Pereira. That's what I'm going uh, with. New I'm going to say something here. Um, I don't know if we have confirmed this, but I'm just doing it now. Um, Kyle Bahayo is the middleweighty middleweight champion right now. Really? Oh, oh, wow. If only he hadn't gotten that finish of Michael Olix. Even that, you know what? Even that doesn't disqualify him. Um, he kind of, I, it's it, the, the only thing that makes him not an easy pick is that his fights have, so much of his fights have been in the main card that I actually do have pretty strong memories of how a lot of these fights played out. Which is which is one of the qualifiers we always say for being like a middleweighty middleweight is like oh your fight you can't remember who they fought their fights kind of blob together. Kyle's been in some like prominent spots and we do talk about him quite a bit, but I do think if you if even if you go back and look at his fights, it's just it's weird they just never hit another gear. You you know you're watching a skilled martial artist. He's in great shape. He looks like a great athlete. Looks like a good fighter, but it, it never quite plays out as you want to. Um, when it's in the case, it just doesn't materialize. And again, like I said, he's five and zero. Most people would not be able to figure that out. And against good competition, Magomedov, Oleksiychuk, Moradov, those last three wins are really good. I think, Mike, I think the Armin Petrosian fight we didn't realize it was actually for an interim middleweight middleweight <laughs> title. We didn't realize it. So I think he's actually been defending the interim title this whole time. And I am now elevating that title to undisputed status because some of these guys who are middleweight middleweights like Brendan Allen. He's gotten too good now. Now he's actually like contending. Like we're actually talking about him contending for a real title. So he has, he can't be, you know, he can't be in the discussion anymore. So the interim champion, Kabahayo, now the middleweighty middleweight. Again, a clearly a good fighter, but boy, just some, not memorable some of these performances. So what a call out though. Let me ask you this. What if. And just to drop a little, little teaser here, uh, as you guys know, there's going to be some new content coming out. I played golf with Chris Weidman. It's called Swing Rounds. I talked to him. We, did, we had some fight talk Fire. as well. Fire. What if Kyle Baraglio called out Chris Weidman? How do you think the react? What do you think the reaction would have been to that from because you? Chris, no, in general, because Chris is Chris is telling me like he's already back training. Like his legs good. He's cleared to like book a fight. So he wants to come back like early, like first quarter 2024, and he feels like it, there's a very strong chance that happens. What if Kyle called out Chris and said, "Okay, let's just do that. I want to fight a former champion." Wait, reaction from Chris or reaction from the from general from pop, you the general from public? you? Oh, from me? From the? I, do you think people would be like, "Oh, what an girl. asshole"? I feel like, <laughs> like what's worse, the DDP call it or the Weidman call it? I think it's the DDP call by a mile. Ah. <sighs> I'll say Weidman only because Weidman is like pretty beloved, pretty widely beloved by the MMA community, I feel. And it would just feel like a young guy trying to take a name of a, of a, of a you know, recently wounded animal um, and kind of pick on it, kind of vulture it a little bit. And I think fans would not like that. The, the, the DDP callout was confusing, but at least he did it with passion and vigor and like if by some miracle let me put it this way if he if by some miracle he could pick whatever fight he wanted and he and and actually get it the ddp fight actually makes sense for obvious reasons the chris wyman fight people would just be like people would be pretty mad people would be pretty mad so if he had a magic wand is that, that a bad magic thing wand though pick, more like hmm? pe- more people would care about a kyle braulio fight than ever before if you yes. called out wideman he would it would be a bit of a uh a, a temporary heel turn if for that one fight he would be a heel depending where it happened i assume it would happen in the u.s um he'd be a, he'd be a heel big time um and sometimes you're right sometimes okay sometimes that's okay mike sometimes it's just important that people are talking about you in some regard uh which is not i think not really what happened with the ddp call out yeah this whole you can't run anymore ddp yeah he's <laughs> running towards a title shot kyle <laughs> does Drickus know who he is has he mentioned him no, I don't think so. I think Kyle had called about once before, like a long time ago. And then, you know, Drickus went in and like started finishing everybody and having really exciting fights all the time. <sighs> and now he's about to fight for the belt. So again, Kyle, props. I like you, but just be better. Do not fall into that trap where you just don't look. It's like you're climbing a rope. Okay. But then, like, your hands slip a little bit, and you feel like your feet are going to hit the floor sooner than they actually do. 
don't break your ankles, buddy. Don't break your ankles. Just be very, very smart. Land softly, and I think you'll be okay. Just stay within your range. Uh, I had right. to check. I had to check Twitter quickly to see if um, Drick has tweeted a "Who the f is that guy?" <laughs> gif because that pretty much would have ended Kyo's call out. And any any if there was any steam off of that call out, it pretty much would have would have annihilated it um, with a very simple uh, gif reaction. But no, no reaction from DDP, which again is almost as bad. That's like the it's second worst thing. Just as bad. Not even not even tweeting something like "You'll get your chance, buddy" or something. Nothing. No, no recognition was not clearly was not watching UFC Sao Paulo because he didn't think anyone in that show would even think of calling him out. And uh, I, yeah, that's that's bad. Let's move on to the. I didn't think we'd spend 15 minutes on Kyle Braulio's next fight, but here we are. We go to lightweight division, aka Elvis Brenner, who might just be he might have solidified it. He might have just locked up the rookie of the year in 2023. Although there is a young man fighting next Saturday. Named Diego Lopez, he might have something to say about this if he gets a big win over Pat Sabatini on the main card at MSG, but Elvis Brenner might just be the guy right now. What a ferocious knockout. Not only is he in the Rookie of the Year conversation, he might have just found himself in the knockout year discussion as well. What's next, man? 3-0? What a year this guy has had. He's getting some good wins. Some pretty good names. Like I know this is a short-notice opponent, but the first two at Tukagoff and uh, Kutatalatze are tremendous wins for your first two UFC fights, and he's just looked like a killer. What's next? Yeah, I, I defended uh, Jelton in the main event a lot, saying like, oh, he got a new opponent. It kind of changes the expectations for him, and I kind of understand why he didn't finish. Uh, Elvis Brenner doesn't care about that crap. Uh, he was supposed to fight... Who, um, who was this supposed to be? This was supposed to be... Uh, someone who, uh, Esteban Ripovitz, which good matchup, but he was, you know, favored. This, this is the first time in uh, Elvis Brenner's first three UFC fights that he was favored because he fought Gudam and uh, Tukagov. I think both fights, he was a huge underdog and uh, and uh, scraped out one of those wins and, and uh, won the other one late. Um, this time he delivered, man. Uh, Kanan Krzyzewski, you know what? A, prob- a talented guy, probably will have better fights ahead, but uh, this time he was the wrong end of a highlight reel. He was a chalk outline. Uh, Brenner looks super dangerous. I agree. I think he's has to be one of the front runners for rookie of the year. Depending what Diego Lopez does, he'd have to really impress me because I know we all like that uh, first fight with Mozart, but he didn't win it technically. So I got to go with Brenner up front. Um, I want to move him up, move him up, not not too far, but uh, we have a fight this next week. Uh, so I'm doing another matchup based on uh, pending outcome. Mark Madsen, Jared Gordon, great fight on the 295 prelims. I think Brenner gets one of those guys. I think it kind of fits the bill with Brenner's previous fights where he's facing maybe more well-known, more experienced guys. And we'll see if he can keep shocking them. Um, and I, I would uh, favor him actually over either of those guys. This is actually one of the easier picks for me. Drew Dober. It's Drew Dober. That's fight. <sighs> oh, you want fire. You just want pure fire. Yeah. This you is li- something it's litmus test. It's lightweight litmus test time. This is it. Let's see, if he, let's see what he's made of. If he goes out there and beats Drew Dober... Like I think people, I think people are believe believers anyways. But if he goes out and beats a guy like Drew Dober, if he goes out and finishes Drew Dober, then it's like, all right, let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. Let's give him Patty Pimblet next, like that that kind of a thing. So, oh man, do they give him Tony Ferguson after the Pimblet fight? Oh god. Wait, let's move on. I'm going down a bad place. I'm going into a bad place right now. No, going down a, a bad place. place. No, that's never a bad place, Mike. Let me that's see. The best place you can go. Um, I just read this tweet. Uh, Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson tweets out 11 hours ago. Mm-hmm. Record. Uh, quote, I actually enjoyed the Jailton Almeida versus Derek Lewis fight. Yes. If someone runs the ball in the NFL to slow down a high-powered passing offense, everybody cheers. If you're smart in MMA, everyone is disappointed. I was on the edge of my seat all night seeing if Lewis could last, get back to his feet, and get the KO. Casey Lyon, of course, liked that comment. Uh, I believe Esther Lynn did as well, the iconic voice. I get I the take. I retweeted it. You like, did? I retweeted it this morning, sir. Of You're course. Of course. <sighs> this isn't the NFL, though. This is a new gang, man. Almeida 5040 gang is the new. Uh, it's, it's a little <laughs> subculture coming up. Uh, Fury, Fury 9693, not a fun gang to be part of. Let me tell you something. We're taking a lot of heat. But the uh, Almeida 5040 gang 
it's a, it's, it's a nice it's a nice little movement that people aren't too bothered by it, but they're just you know confused and like wondering what the hell's going on there. That's okay. It's it's not a good comparison. Though. It's not. Anytime I have to say, we need anytime you compare MMA to a team sport, um, unless we're talking about salaries. Even then, it's not a one for one comparison. You know, it comes up a lot in the recent um, uh, pay talks. Even then, it's uh, even I'll say like, yeah, it's not a one for one comparison. But there's uh, there's certainly parallels to be drawn. But when we're talking about like just the competitive aspect of sports, and you're comparing MMA to basketball, or comparing MMA to football, it, it's not. It's just you can't. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Yeah, like this is like if someone walks the ball, like is walking the ball, or skipping or frolicking the ball instead of running the ball, because there at least is still contact. You're trying to hit them. You're trying to to inflict damage, which is no, really what didn't happen here. It's even worse, Mike. It's if they were like you know cranking away. Th- oh, three yard gain here, five yard gain, and then another three yard gain, getting a first down. Like you know, racking up first downs, time possession, just dominating time possession, and then oh, field goal. Oh, yeah. kick the field. They kick the field goal <laughs> on they third field. down. Oh, they fumbled at the goal line. They, they fumbled at the goal line. They fumbled at the goal line, and they, and then ended up winning like six nothing. That's like a that, better comparison. Yeah, six nothing. Not or even nine nothing. Fifteen nothing. But all field goals. All field goals. Ne- never came close to actually getting it into the into the end zone. And fans would not be super thrilled with that. I don't think. Like you would certainly give. Again, it's the same thing. You'd give credit to the winner, but you wouldn't come out of that weekend going like, oh wow, they they crushed. They crushed the other team. Like, yeah, they controlled them and they beat them, and that's fine. But yeah, you would like, like to have seen a touchdown. Yeah, it's, it'd like be, it's touchdown. basically watching a one-on-one basketball game, and the <laughs> dude is just going to his right the whole time and just scoring the same way every <laughs> yeah. time. We're like, we get yeah. it, dude. Like, we get it. Like, right. you can go to your right really, really well. <laughs> well, let's move on. Um, wild card time, AK. Let's select one fighter oh, yeah. we have not match made for, and let's match made for him right now. Who you got? And why I'm is it Angela so- Hill? <laughs> no, I went with Vitor Petrino. I think because I knew you would pick Angela Hill. So I'm like, let's spread the love a little bit here. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. Excuse me. I didn't go with the pick that I read later. A million people submitted this pick. <clears throat> and it wasn't my choice, but it was the definition of wild card. I went with uh, Carlos Ulberg. Just two guys, again, who are un- who are streaking in the UFC. Exciting fight. But I'll say the real Petrino pick was probably done by the uh, the listeners. I think they did a better job than I did. Agreed. It's Angel Hill versus Carolina Kovacavich. The fact that these two women have yeah. not, never fought each other is just is so weird to me. It's very, 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 very strange. I know Angel called for some rematches. I, it was it was between Carolina or Michelle Waters and Gomez. Like those mm. are the those are the picks. So, um, Carolina, it is. Let's see what we can do. Anyone uh, claiming Otno points or anything like that, or can we go right into the peeps? I do want to call, I do want to give an honor point to our old pal, one of our oldest listeners, uh, Ren O, uh, at Ren Credible, uh, it's two N's on Twitter. Mike, uh, he tagged both of us in a, uh, not a DM, but in a comment, um, a reply. Check the tapes. While many called for Paolo versus Aspinall, true. Uh, I was the only one to say it would be a championship fight at MSG due to something happening with Bones. He said this immediately after Tom Aspinall's last fight. First ever honor point. You know what, Ren O? You're probably you probably are the only person who was that specific with. So guess what? You are getting your first odd no point. Did you verify I, this information? I didn't. Oh, but I'm still okay. We, we have a surplus of points. I think we have the holidays are coming up again. Reno, one of our oldest, oldest, most loyal listeners, someone who was sending in picks and comments. I think when we just first started doing the show, letting us know that that we were on the right track, Mike. And uh, I appreciate that. So, Reno, take your point again. By Christmas is coming. Your Christmas shopping is now taken care of. What a guy. That's why you're the Prince of Positivity, AK. Do we need to go through the disclaimer? Or do you think people understand the rules by now? I'll do it real quick. I'll just run it through it real quick. All right, people, you know, uh, as you just saw, if you're the only person to uh, have a pick, well, then that's how you get a singular Otno point. And let me know, guys. Tag me. As you can see... As Mike said, I didn't do my research. Tag me. Let me know. <laughs> I, I can do a little bit of research, but that kind of claim, I'm like, I don't know how to go back and check that. So uh, by all means, people, just tag, uh, DM me, message me. Let me know if you think that you had a pick, and I'll do a little bit of checking. And maybe get to a point. Uh, watch out for mistakes, guys. Wrong weight class. Oh, my God. I can't wait to bring this one up this week. Oh. Wrong weight. I'm, I will say I'm saving this. Wrong weight class. People who have fought already, make sure if you make that match that you notice a rematch, trills you, whatever. Like if you want again, if you want Nascimento Maze three, you got to remember they literally just fought last night. Uh, notable injuries where someone's away, people who are released, fights already booked, teammates, pregnancies, etc. And uh, if your pick is just doo doo, uh, then we reserve the right to skip over. Okay, I didn't get a ton, but let's go into this. 
Robbie Ryan. Hey, you blokes. Hope you're good. Kyle Baraglio versus Michelle Pereira. Rodrigo Nascimento versus Justin Taffa. Nicholas Dalby versus Gunnar Nelson. Almeida versus the Pavlovich Aspinall loser. Wild card. He's with you. Vitor Petrino versus Carlos Ulberg. Hey. Standout performance of the show is Nicholas Dalby for me. What a warrior. Interesting stat. Jelton Almeida still landed more punches in this fight than Francis Ngannou landed last week. I mean, <laughs> it's totally different. Wait, is that right? What? He landed more punches than Francis Ngannou landed. Oh, like power strike. Yeah, I think so. Because what? Ngannou's a 37 power. So literally like one more. Like yeah. one more significant strike than Ngannou. That's kind of weird. Okay. I, I get it. Yeah. I get what they're saying. Uh, John Ray. Boy. I got to tell you, I didn't think anybody would be matchmaking for Mark Casey, but they they sure did. They sure <laughs> did. A couple, yeah. uh, Mark Casey versus Ignacio Bahamundes, Mauro versus Elise Reed, Hill versus Amanda Hibas, win or lose, Petrino versus Kuchalaba. You know that fight's going to be insane. That's the one. We, I got so much Petrino versus <laughs> Kuchalaba. Why do this? Is, there is, I didn't pick this. Is I want Petrino's next fight to be normal. Um, and yeah, again, and that, and he hasn't had that problem. Like his fights have been normal. He's had a normal, exciting UFC career so far. Once you put him in the Kutalaba path, you are sending him spiraling into a, a a weird and wild and sexy forest because Kutalaba attracts weirdness, and everyone who fights him something bizarre. Either the matchup gets canceled, postponed, something weird happens in the fight. So I think that's why I want to keep Petrino away from him. I just want to treat Petrino like a respected contender. And not have to go into that that uh, area, the Kuchalaba zone. Yeah, I mean, look at Makamene and Kalayev right now. Jeez yeah. Louise. He had, <laughs> Hasn't he been the same since. Twice. <laughs> he, he got the touch of Kuchalaba twice, and his career is just, he's, he's Ozzy Smith spiraling down into the, you know, the, the uh, uh, world of mystery or whatever. So, uh, I, but a lot of people wanted, I think this was one of them. This and Angela Hill and Carolina was like the two most popular picks. Everyone picked these two fights. Uh, Brenner versus the Dracar Close Joe Selecki winner. Kyle Braglia versus the Allen Craig loser. Nascimento versus Romanov. Dalby versus Chaos Williams. Lewis versus Biggie Boy. Almeida versus Gone. Four Corner Sports. Almeida versus Blades. Nicholas Dalby versus The Leech. Kyle Braglia versus Nasruddin Imovov. There's reports out there that Imovov has a fight booked. We haven't been able to confirm that yet, so stay tuned. Elvis Brenner versus Gabriel Santos 2. Renat Fakutinov versus Max Griffin, Angel Hill versus Karolina Kovalevich. Red Powerlift on Twitter. Who was that? Who was the last? What was the last one you just read? Four Corner Sports. Four Corner Sports. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That because the, the okay. Good. So I, I, I'll skip that one. But um, yeah, man, I didn't know that Brenner Gabriel Santos too. I'm like that's a deep cut. I actually didn't even know that that was a thing. Like I didn't know they had previously fought. So. Well go. done. Well done. For and then he said Fakutinov Max Griffin. Yes. That's a great matchup. That's a great welterweight matchup for corner. Mike, I'm building towards something at the end here. Trust I'm me, I'm building so towards something. That's a I'm great welterweight matchup for corner sports. Well done. Good matchmaking. I think this is a newcomer, Red Powerlift. Okay. Uh, just one pick. Love this. Love when you just make one pick. Brenner versus the Frivola Santini winner, which I like. I like it. My only thing is, I feel like Frivola Sandini deserves like a top 12 guy, right? Doesn't it feel like Brenner's a. That's a lot to ask them after they win a big fight at MSG to go back and fight this insanely dangerous Brazilian. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I like it. I like it. Dad Jackson, who for, uh, also he's, he apologized for his doo doo a few weeks back. He had a nice stretch of non doo doo picks and then just. I mean, it was just a steaming, stinking bag of it. Nicholas Dalby versus Joaquin Buckley. Off to a very good start here. Rodrigo Nascimento versus Justin Taffa. Someone already suggested that. Kyle Baraglio versus a top 10 middleweight, which, by the way, if Kyle had called for this name, I would have been like, I would have stood up and clapped for him. Jack Hermanson. Now, that's that's the kind of call out. Yeah. And you can't say, like, Jack was running from you. You'd be like, hey, Jack, you're so nice. Smile versus smile. Let's see who the better man is. Like, that's a great call out. That makes sense. That's reaching for the stars and possibly landing on a cloud. DDP, it's like, no, you're jumping into a freaking volcano that's about to erupt <laughs> and falling into lava. <laughs> Elvis Brenner versus Drew Dober. Love that pick. This pick, I don't like at all, Dad Jackson. I'm sorry. This, this, it's not doo doo, but it, it's just kind of stinky. Let me, let, let, AK. A lot of talk about UFC 300, right? 
a lot of talk about what could happen and who could fight, like who should be on the card and all of this. And one name that I think we can all expect to compete at UFC 300 is a guy who fought at UFC 100 and UFC 200. His name is Jim Miller, right? If I gave you, if I said, AK, write down a list of 100 names of guys you would want to see Jim Miller fight at UFC 300. I kind of feel like Dad Jackson's suggestion would not make your top 100. There's not even 100 lightweights in the in the UFC. How 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 long could this list be? This can't be that bad. Mark Jacasey versus Jim Miller at UFC 300. <laughs> I would rather. I mean, I'd rather walk through a like a football field full of hot burning coals than watch that fight at UFC 300. <laughs> I just don't want to see it. Like, come on. We want Jim Miller to be in like fun fights. I, I, this just doesn't sound like fun to me at all. I would just be like, it would be flatulence in church if this was the, the fight poster that we got. Uh, you don't want to see Jim Miller like trying to stuff Jacuzzi takedowns for 15 minutes and... No, occasionally fl- no, no that's not like punch crazy paul felder that's hmm. what i want to see i want to see joe hmm. lozon trying to knock jim miller out in the first 30 seconds of the fight and then if he fails jim miller taps him like i want to see him fight a, a wily vet who's just as fun and as exciting as he is i don't want to see him fight d1 jacasey sorry i hope paul felder's secretly back in the um not even secretly i hope he's back in the usada tool secretly he's in the too. pool he's definitely yeah, in the pool i hope he's in there secretly because they're already talking about making him and jim miller you know, oh, i hope it's already the in, the, in the works and he just obviously doesn't i doesn't want to he didn't want to break that he's been saying the oh it's just in case i'm going back just in case and i'm like 300 i'm thinking about like you know go back testing how many months it takes uh well i don't even know what the new standards are going to be with the uh the new drug testing agency i'm just saying you get back into the pool now it doesn't keep me ready for usc 300 just yeah, be ready, Paul. Sorry, Dad. You're. Uh, I just don't like it. <laughs> he tried. You he tried. tried. No doo doo. Okay. No doo doo. You're not banned. No, You're not it's banned. Not as I thought it would be. Tried. But it's uh, it's just not a good pick. Go ahead, AK. Uh, all right. Uh, let's run through some of these quick. Tristan Gordet. I uh, just want to read ones that haven't already been read out. Uh, Mora, Mora versus Amarim. Sure, Jack on Amarim. Sure. Jay Donaghy. Almeida versus Volkov. Don't know what else to do. Uh, yeah, not the most stirring endorsement of Jelson Almeida's main event performance. Uh, Mike, what do you think? I think this is a bit of a weird one, but Dalby versus Fakratinov? <laughs> it's good. It's good. You think so? Would that, would that, that, I feel like it's too early, and I feel like I said Dalby should be rewarded with someone who's more clearly higher ranked, but that would be a fun as hell fight. And I gotta going- tell you, AK, and I don't know if you got a lot of picks uh, on this, mm-hmm. I'm stunned that I didn't get a 100% Response of Fakratinov, Zaleski Dos Santos too. Like yeah, I feel like I you have to run this back. Only one person recommend that. Um, I think I would like to see it run back, um, but I'm not all in on it. It was Fakratinov really looked like gassed as hell in that third round. Maybe because the first two rounds were pretty like back and forth. Maybe in a, in a different kind of fight, he doesn't get so gassed. But I think this has to be a question now. Um, when he was, I said on Twitter, he was he was getting uh, that late choke attempt by Zaleski. It looked like he was going to pass out, but not because the choke. He just looked tired. Like he looked, he looked like, well, I'm down here, and I'm not like, you know, my defense pretty tight. Not really in danger of getting choked. He sent me with some hammer fists, so let me take a quick like 10 second power nap. And then he actually did get back up. Like yeah, <laughs> it looked like he was kind of like just dozing, and then he like he like very slowly woke up. He's like, oh, I'm in the middle of a fight. All right, I better uh, better end this round strong. Uh, so I'm okay. I, I, I know, I don't know who the better fighter is. Don't get me wrong. I, I, that did not get that resolution. Um, and it was entertaining, but I'm okay with not be doing it right away. I, I think down the road, down the road would be fine. But, um, yeah, I didn't see, I didn't see more of that. I was surprised. Uh, Angela Hill, Carla Esparza rematch from the ultimate fighter over nine years ago. Um, it won't be next. I have a feeling Angela Hill is going to want to get it back in there first quarter of, uh, 2024. Asparza, I think she when she first announced her pregnancy, she has had the child already. But um, since she when she first announced it, she said like mid twenty twenty four was her goal. So I don't know if the timeline's going to line there. But it would be fun to see these two veterans um, fight each other somewhere down the road, quote unquote. Again, on Instagram, uh, Pax and Rembus, Lewis versus Volkov two. Uh, he just says random fight night main event or main card or pay per view. MMA heads, deep cut here. Rodrigo Nascimento versus Budai Gaziev winner, Shamil Gaziev, UFC 296. 
there's your Fakratino Zaleski 2 recommendation. Angela Hill versus Eduarda Mora. I thought about that. Yeah. But I feel like you can't you can't give Mara a name after missing weight by three and a half pounds. You just can't. And I think at the stage of their careers, much like with Denise Gomez, I think Angela Hill might be a bit too much for her right now. I think Angela I'd pick Angie to win that. Maybe. Mara's just so big. Like it's just not even fair. It's true, but she does not impress me beating up a five foot one Montserrat <laughs> Ruiz. Five foot. She, five foot. Five foot, who she outweighed by at least 10 pounds, 10 solid pounds. Um, I'm sure Eduardo Mars will be fine. Uh, I'm, this time next year, I might be telling people, oh, Eduardo Mars is the greatest. Give her a title shot. But I will say after her debut where she missed weight so badly and then just bullied a insanely smaller fighter, I could not have been less impressed. Could not. It did nothing for me. It did nothing. Oh. So I'd love to see her get a bit of a schooling from Angela Hill if that was in the cards. Uh, Jacquezi versus Daniel Zellhuber. Is Daniel Zellhuber a good wrestler, Mike? I don't Remember know. Now. Dude's very good at everything. So he's very good at everything. He's well He's a mixed martial artist. So I don't know how I feel about that either. <laughs> Tino Alvarez, Aleski versus Ponzinibbio, Jacuzzi versus Ishmael Bonfim. Okay, I kind of see the reasoning there. Uh, Gerard Biagin. I like this pick a lot. Brenner versus Hawk Pross Malarkey winner. Uh, they're fighting UFC Shanghai December 9th. And I don't. Uh, Mike, what do you think of this? Charlton Almeida and Sergey Spivak. A bit of a step back, but someone who. You know, might if he if he beats him if he finishes him, which he should, might uh, you know get some of that bitter taste out of people's mouths. No, no, too much to lose there. Too he's little just, to gain. Too much. He's to lose. just too far ahead, man. Like I, I feel he like <clears throat> I feel like we would get. <clears throat> excuse me. I feel like we'd get an answer, but not enough. Because like Spivak's fine, but I I think. Almeida would just do to him what he's done to everybody else. Yeah, it's like a stay busy. It'd be like a stay busy fight. I Give guess, him blades, really... man. Like that's that's just it. That's the one. That's the ideal. That's the ideal. James Sherwood says, "Screw it, Jane, uh, Almeida versus Asmanal Pavlovich, loser." I'm fine with it. I highly doubt that's the path the UFC would go right now. Rodrigo Nascimento, Roger de Lima, and Brenner versus Drew Dober. There you go. People are talking about it, Mike. People are, you're on to something. People are talking about it. All right, let's close out with Twitter here. Uh, Liam Perry, Jacuzzi versus Klein, Brenner versus Diego Pajeda. Uh, Mike, what do you think of, I almost, I thought of this one too. Nicholas Dalby versus the Neil Magny, Mike Malott winner. And would you prefer one of those names more than the other? Probably Malott. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, cause that's, just a fun, that's just a fun fight. Um, mm-hmm. Neil would probably be like, I don't know. I don't know. I like it. I do like it. I like the concept. I like the concept. Mm-hmm. And perhaps if one of those guys can't make it, maybe he slides right in there. Oh, oh, you're pulling that card. Oh, you're pulling I like that, that idea as well. I like it. Clever boy. Clever boy. Uh, Yeats Geet McGillicuddy says, screw it. Almeida Aspinall Pavlovich winner. Yes. You hired boy. <laughs> I'm all in on Almeida. And even uh... I'm kind of like, I don't know if that's the way to go. Uh, Rodrigo Nascimento versus Spivak to determine the best unathletic heavyweight grappler. Ow. Uh, Damn. Compliment? That's, a, that's overall a compliment. That, the word best is in there. My... <laughs> uh, Petrino versus Enzichuku. Uh Bear O'Reilly, Jacuzzi, Kutatlatze, Mara versus Jillian Robertson. I like that because Jillian's a big straw weight. So there you go, Mara. You're definitely not bullying her. Though really, that should just wouldn't that be better if that just happened at 125? Like seeing Mara and Jillian Robertson cut down for a 115 fight just seems so pointless. Like just just fight it at 125. It's not a it's not a fun cut for either of them. So why even why are we doing this? Four corn. Oh, you just read four corners for NY. Uh, who had that excellent Fakratina Max Griffin welterweight dot pick? All right, so I'll still close here with our pal Mike. Another Otno original, Toke Gerding Jensen. Toke uh, Otno original, uh, a big. Uh, Big uh, heck of a morning caller. Toke, we love you. Rodrigo Nascimento, Chris Barnett, great pick. Uh, Elvis Brenner, Mike Davis, great pick. Mike Davis, where are you? Come back and fight, please. Uh, Mara versus Sam Hughes, sure. And then we get to his Kayo Bahalio pick. Oh, no. Oh, Mike. no. Is this is this the buildup? This is it? Yeah. It's not GDP. Don't worry. It's not going to make you that bad. Uh, he says, Kayo Bahalio, another decision, another slight step up the ladder. So he goes, Bahalio versus... Max Griffin. Is Max going to middleweights? I don't I don't know. Uh, you know what? Let me check this real quick in case I'm the crazy one. But this man has never fought 
at middleweight in the UFC. I don't see anything about him moving up. He has 15 fights in the UFC, by the way, all at 170 pounds. Oh boy! So I don't know if I missed something, Toke, but I want to. I'm throwing this there because I don't know if you remember. Uh, after I made my Barbosa Toporia pick, you and much of the MMA community were quite upset. Uh, you're my best friend, and you are. You know, I hold you hold me to a certain standard, so I'm fine with it. But uh, his last fight wasn't at middleweight, was it? No. Why do people keep saying it was not? No, that was with Michael Morales, right? Um. Toke was quite vocal uh, on, I, I heard it on Heck of a Morning, calling me out saying it's one of the worst picks he's ever heard. Listen, Toke. Listen. Oh, yeah. I I'm forgot a, about I'm that. Petty, I'm a petty man. Oh, I didn't. I didn't, Mike. I've been, I've been thinking about it every night before I go to bed. It's, he's, 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 he's living, he's living rent free up here, Mike. Uh, but not anymore. Now I'll sleep peacefully because I realize I don't have to take criticism for a man who matched up Kayo Bahayo with career welterweight Max Griffin. <laughs> Took his time, typed this out, and sent it in and said, now I've done it. Oh my I've sent gosh. in my hot no picks for this week. Well, Toke, you embarrassed yourself and you stepped in a big pile of doo-doo. Uh, I love you to death, but you ain't, you ain't, critici- ain't criticizing my picks again anytime soon, buddy. Let me tell you. Bahayo versus Max Griffin? It ain't. It ain't good. It ain't good. You're better than that. Proud. I know you're. I know you're better than that. And I know I'm not about. I'm not better than this. Being petty. I loved. I loved the Ariel Hawani, uh, Francis Ngannou receipts uh, segment. Let me tell you something. That was like one of my favorite MMA hour segments of the year. So if you guys think that I am above being petty, and and picking out comments like that, and then nitpicking a throwaway Otno pick, well, you just don't know me, because I'm all about that life. Wow. Very well done. Very proud of you right now. Yeah. Like, anyways, guys, you, you've never been more my best friend than you are at this <laughs> yeah. moment. I I hope so. Anyway, guys, uh, you could send your amazing picks to me at DM at Alexander Kaylee on Twitter at Alexander K Kaylee on Instagram Alex Dutley at espionation dot com. Email Mike. How can they reach you on YouTube next week? Because we live. We live next week after UFC two ninety five. So save all that information for. The card of all cards, which is UFC Vegas 82, I believe. Brendan Allen versus Paul Craig and a whole bunch of contender series fighters on the main card, which could be super duper fun. But next week, everybody, UFC 295, Yuri Prohashka versus Alex Pereira for the vacant light heavyweight championship. The fight of fights. Cannot wait for that one. Sergey Pavlovich, Tommy Aspinall, co-made event for the interim heavyweight title. Jessica Andrade taking another ridiculous, weird fight that she probably shouldn't be taking against Mackenzie Dern. Diego Lopez is like, hey, Elvis Brenner, doing real good, dude. But I'm taking that rookie of the year spot. He's going to st- he's gonna try against Pat Sabatini, Matt Frivola, Benoit Saint-Denis. Oh, God, such so a good fight. That's my favorite Otto point I've ever gotten That's is so that good. pick. Josh Van, Kevin Borjas, Jared Gordon, Mark Madsen. Dennis Bajuka versus Jamal Emmers. Um, it still has. I think we have Nazim Sadikov versus Slava Claus. Okay, that fight is still happening. It was Matush Rebetsky, Nerulo Aliyev that is yes. no longer happening. Right, right. Nerulo Aliyev, who's going to play Habib in the Habib movie from Damn They Were Good. Tab the Ricci versus Lupi Godinez. Love that fight. Kyung Ho Kang versus John Castaneda. That's going to be wild. And we get Whoa. Steve Urseg versus Alessandro Costa. So as of right now, perfect number. 12 fights. This is exactly where we need to be. Maybe we'll end up with the 13th. We can get a, a new opponent for Mr. Rebetsky at 155 pounds. But not bad, AK. Great main card. Okay. I mean, seems to a bunch of local flavor here for the prelims, uh-huh. which is not necessarily a bad thing. But the main card's pretty good. It's the prelims are are light on star power, to to put it kindly. Um, but I actually like the matchmaking. I think these are good competitive fights, which unfortunately might mean good competitive decisions, which uh, doesn't always like the prelim. Like I am looking just looking at it now, uh, seven so seven and five, yeah, seven prelims. I would see five decisions here. 
I think five of these fights go to, and that's not for me. That's not a bad thing because again, I think these are like good competitive fights. But if you're those fans who are coming in early looking for like, yeah, let's get like a bunch of first round knockouts to kind of get the blood pumping, get me warmed up for the main card, I don't, I don't think you're getting that. Yeah, this is MSG, so you're probably not going to get that anyways. Mm. You, you usually, don't, it'll fill that place up till we get to like the co-main <laughs> event. True. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting back to New York next Saturday. Watch party with my man GC. Jose, of course, will be in New York all week long. There's going to be a live MMA hour on Friday, I believe. Uh, I don't even know if there's any tickets left. It would shock me if it was already sold out. So, so much going on this week on MMA Fighting. So stick with us. We'll have the normal schedule, BTL, heck of a morning, preview shows, post shows, press conferences, a live on to the next one next Saturday. I believe we'll go around 10 a.m. Eastern since my flight out of that area is until like super late Sunday night. So it won't be incredibly early and we'll have a good time. So until then, everybody, thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week to recap UFC 295 from a matchmaking perspective. Always remember the golden rule, everybody. Don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun and we'll have more fun following UFC 295 right here and on to the next one, the podcast. listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.